Welcome to episode 244 of the Truth Quest podcast. The truth about April 2023, the month Bud Light died. Despite the subtitle of this episode, the biggest story of April 2023 was one that I am willing to bet you likely know next to nothing about. That being the rise of artificial intelligence, AI. Presumably out of the blue, we saw a bunch of AI-related news during the month of April. ChatGBT and other applications were being freely thrown around like beads during a Mardi Gras parade. But what largely went unreported was the danger AI presents to mankind. Suffice it to say, the technology, the artificial intelligence, is basically able to outthink its human creators, and given the fact that they have no moral compass or self-awareness, you know, since they are not humans, their tendency seems to be towards self-preservation. In other words, it has no qualms about causing harm to humans. For example, attacking the electric grid, infiltrating computer systems, and wreaking all kinds of havoc. I don't quite have my arms around the issue yet. All I know is I'm hearing and reading enough that my spidey senses are sounding hysterical alarms. This is going to be a big story in the near future. Pay attention and get informed. While AI was rising to power with potential to destroy mankind, what circus did the media feed us all month long? The indictment of President Trump by the corrupt George Soros-funded district attorney in New York City, Alvin Bragg, of course. Had to be something about Trump, and it had to be something bad about Trump. He was indicted on 34 counts of falsifying business records. The Alphabet Soup conspiracy media covered it like the moon landing. The charges are so ridiculous that I refuse to spend valuable time on them here because... In the big picture, there are at least two other indictments coming down on Trump as the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, colludes across state lines to imprison 45 and keep him from becoming 47. They cannot defeat him at the ballot box without infusing the voter rolls with hundreds of thousands of illegal mail-in ballots so they will revert back to lawfare policies that they tried while he was president. The Mueller investigation into the Russia collusion hoax and the two impeachments. According to a CNN Commission poll, the vast majority of Americans, 76%, including most Democrats, believe politics played a role in the indictment of Trump. The majority, 52%, think politics was a major factor in the decision, while 23% say it played a minor role. Even former Attorney General, D.C. Swamp Rat, and Trump critic Bill Barr called Trump's indictment a political hit job and a disgrace. The marketing team in charge of the number one beer in America decided it was a good idea to use a 26-year-old man, Dylan Mulvaney, who identifies as a 12-year-old girl, as the new Bud Light spokesman, or woman, or whatever. Sales were down over 20% in the weeks after the campaign launched, while Anheuser-Busch lost over $6 million in market value. As I've said before, the leftist Marxist agenda is to tear down America. That includes American traditions, of which Bud Light can certainly be considered, similar to what they did to the NFL, which they tried to ruin with all the national anthem kneeling nonsense. This is simply another example. According to the twisted logic of these lefties and Marxists, we are supposed to not only accept people who are suffering from a mental illness, gender dysphoria, we are supposed to pretend nothing is wrong and offer them encouragement. 
but that is not enough. We must then unquestionably accommodate them. And as are all policy prescriptions from the left, this is not up for debate. If you do not comply, you will be censored, shouted down, have your character assassinated, and possibly beaten by a mob of mentally ill leftists, as we will discuss shortly. In the case of Dylan Mulvaney, he thinks it should be illegal for people to use his male pronoun. I want to spend just a minute explaining why an iconic, profitable, publicly traded company like Anheuser-Busch, now owned by a Belgian company, would allow something so blatantly stupid to transpire to one of the most iconic products of all time. It's something called ESG scores, which stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance Standards. It's basically a corporate social credit score that weak-kneed, spineless CEOs and boards of directors cave to. Huge and powerful asset management firms like BlackRock, Vanguard, J.P. Morgan, and Goldman Sachs subscribe to this woke and politicized investing strategy where asset managers have committed to changing the portfolio company's behavior or strategy so that it aligns with this ESG agenda, which is nothing more than a backdoor into the current leftist Marxist political agenda. See again, they cannot win or even cheat enough at the ballot box to get majority support for their policies, such as the Green New Deal, the promoting of more abortions, open borders, acceptance of more and more centralization like the central bank digital currency, and of course the normalization of the LGBTQ plus ampersand asterisk agenda. Basically all the shit that the Biden administration is doing to hurt the country. So what we are likely dealing with here is the pressure from large investors and embedded board members to increase the company's bona fides and ESG score by subjecting one of the most iconic brands in world history to a complete 180, alienate the current customer base, and appeal to a new customer base who isn't even old enough to purchase your product. After all, this Mulvaney character identifies as a 12-year-old girl. Why isn't anyone asking the question, why is Anheuser-Busch marketing their product to underage people? If the goal was to destroy an iconic American brand, then mission accomplished. Congratulations. If it was to sell beer to underage people, then I'm thinking the company as a whole needs to be punished until they come clean, which they won't because the leftist mob will descend on them with such force and likely violence that they will be forced to retreat. Here's a list of brands Anheuser-Busch produces. I personally will never purchase any of them. Bush, Michelob, Shock Top, Natural Light, Corona, Labatt's, and Rolling Rock. Tucker Carlson was let go by Fox News for several reasons. One, he is critical of the war in Ukraine. Two, he has recently apologized for supporting the war in Iraq. Three, he blasts the Biden administration for open borders. Four, he reported fairly on Biden's sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. Five, he called bullshit on the January 6th incident. Six, he rails against big tech censorship and their collusion with the federal government. Seven, he went after the CIA, saying he had information from an inside source that the agency was involved in the Kennedy assassination. Eight, he was a vaccine skeptic and spoke about the interests of big pharma in killing and maiming us for profits. But the last straw seemed to be he praised Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s courage saying this on his April 19th show. He was talking about the media here. Quote, 
The channels took hundreds of millions of dollars from big pharma companies, and then they shelved for their sketchy products on the air, and as they did that, they maligned anyone who was skeptical of their products. At the very least, this was a moral crime. It was disgusting, but it was universal. It happened across the American news media. They all did it. So at this point, the question isn't who in public life is corrupt. Too many to count. The question is, who is telling the truth? There is not many of those. One of them is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He goes on. Robert Kennedy knew early that the COVID vaccines were both ineffective and potentially dangerous, and he said so in public to the extent he was allowed. Science has since proven Robert F. Kennedy Jr. right, unequivocally right. But Kennedy was not rewarded for this. He was vilified. He was censored because he dared to criticize their advertisers. The news media called Bobby Kennedy a Nazi, and then they attacked his family. But he kept doing it. He was not intimidated, and we were glad he wasn't. This is one of those moments when it's nice to have a truth teller around. It's helpful because suddenly the stakes are very high. Well, you may be wondering, okay, Tucker has been marching to his own drummer for years. Why remove him at the peak of his popularity? The answer is simple. He crossed too many significant establishment red lines. He raised issues that you are not allowed to talk about. He spoke truth to power, all while working for a company with a controlling interest held by Robert Murdoch and his radical liberal children, who hate truth-tellers who upset the left-wing apple cart, while amassing insane ratings night in and night out. The deep state had had enough of Carlson's nonsense. Who the hell does he think he is speaking truth five nights a week on primetime TV? Remember what we just talked about, the ESG scores? Well, guess what? In February, BlackRock increased its position in Fox Corporation. It now owns 15% of the company. BlackRock's enhanced position in Fox Corporation explains in part the Tucker dismissal. When you invest in a company based on their wokeness and their number one star is the epitome of anti-wokeness, something's got to give. Tucker also has gone after Ukraine's corrupt President Zelensky, who BlackRock is making bank on right now. Carlson has also been a critic of BlackRock's push for ESG investing, claiming rightly that ESG is a means of circumventing legislation and thus subverting democratic processes, explaining that ESG thwarts the will of the people and installs a climate change dictatorship in its place. Speaking of Tucker Carlson, Lou Rockwell put it this way, Tucker was axed by the regime's henchmen who worked together to silence dissent, pummel the population with endless propaganda, and gaslight their victims with lies that represent the precise inverse of the truth. As a propaganda apparatus of the ruling class, Fox News is not primarily interested in profit. Its raison d'etat is to serve as controlled opposition, and Tucker was out of the establishment's control. One other critic put it something like, Fox News is there to feed the cattle slop to the masses in the form of gentle, polite, conservative views. One thing you need to keep in mind, as pointed out by Megyn Kelly, Carlson was not quote-unquote fired from Fox, which means he's still under contract, which goes through 2024, which means there is a possibility that he can be silenced throughout the election season. Prominent members of the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, cheered his deplatforming and called for more censorship of conservative-leaning commentators, which is par for the course because the left cannot persuade anyone that their policies are beneficial. Everything they do is self-serving, totalitarian, and reduces the God-given and constitutionally protected freedoms and liberties of the American people. 
Their only choice is to stifle debate and censor. In the coming weeks and months, you will see an all-out blitzkrieg and character assassination of Tucker Carlson in order to discredit him in the eyes of the normals, conservatives, libertarians, critical thinkers, non-brainwashed Democrats, all of whom watched his show. If you thought the attacks on Trump have been unprecedented, you ain't seen nothing yet. They're coming for Tucker because he speaks the truth, and the truth is very inconvenient to the ruling class. Despite the economy falling apart, bank failures, an invasion at the southern border, hundreds of thousands of fentanyl deaths, record levels of price inflation, the collapse of the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency, the push for unpopular woke policies, the demise of the American military, the collapse of the country's energy independence, the tin-pot dictator usage of lawfare and a dual justice system, his clearly deteriorating mental state, and the overwhelming evidence that he has presided over what can only be described as a crime family, President Biden announced that he is running for re-election. And no one is happy. Trump summed it up nicely when he said, quote, You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our nation in just a few short years. The previous mentioned Robert F. Kennedy Jr. announced that he is running for president against Joe Biden. I have to admit I am fascinated by Kennedy as a person. I knew of him over the years, but my ignorant perception was, well, let's just say ignorant. I thought he was just another wacko New England liberal. My recollection was that he was an environmentalist, but I was an idiot. I was reintroduced to him and his organization, Children's Health Defense, during the COVID fiasco because they were one of the few organizations providing an alternative view to the virus, the lockdowns, the mislabeled COVID vaccine, and mask mandates. Kennedy has been a staunch and aggressive advocate for vaccine safety, all vaccines, for years. He has especially done a lot of work on vaccine usage and the cause of autism. He can only be described as a warrior. Then the dude wrote a killer book that I used to create episode 179, The Truth About Anthony Fauci, The Corrupt One-Trick Pony. The book's title? The Real Anthony Fauci. It's a must-read, folks. Needless to say, before he announced his run for the presidency, I became a fan of this guy and his organization. I even started donating to CHD. Kennedy is smart. He's ballsy. He's insightful. And most importantly, he's a truth teller. And this is a Truth Quest podcast. How can I not love this guy? I think the next episode I'm going to dedicate to Kennedy, but let me give you a little background on his presidential bid here. Basically, the dude hates corruption. If you listen to him speak, he will tell you straight up he's running for president in order to, quote, end the corrupt merger between state and corporate power that has ruined our economy, shattered the middle class, polluted our landscapes and waters, poisoned our children, and robbed us of our values and freedom. His campaign website reads, he has battled against corporate greed and government corruption to protect our children, our health, our livelihoods, our environment, and above all, our freedom. And just like Tucker Carlson, his character is going to be assassinated and dragged through the mud over the next 18 months. He will largely be ignored by the alphabet soup conspiracy media, and when he is covered, they will not allow his claims against Big Pharma, the so-called vaccine, his opposition to the war in Ukraine, to be aired because they say he is propagating mis, dis, and malinformation. How convenient must it be just to call every argument made against your positions disinformation? It isn't really convenient. It's just intellectually dishonest and intellectually lazy. 
He will be called an anti-vaccine extremist, dangerous, anti-science. The viewers of ABC, MSNBC, CBS, and NBC, and the listeners of NPR will not be allowed to hear an alternative view of the universe. They must be protected from MAGA extremists, and now they must be protected from crazy lifelong Democrats like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Trump and RFK Jr. are the same in the eyes of the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party, and the Marxists who run that party. They are both opposition, and therefore they must be destroyed. Speaking of people running for president, Republican conservative radio talk show host Larry Elder announced he will run for president as a Republican. This coming fresh off a run for the California gubernatorial race against Gavin Newsom. If you want to be entertained, follow Elder on social media. His posts tend to be uniquely in-your-face, truthful, and humorous. It was only a matter of time that the left would try to normalize pedophilia. This is a trend that became fairly obvious about two years ago, as the left moved down the obvious, at the time, slippery slope of gay marriage, which of course is an oxymoron since the word marriage does not require an adjective. Then it moved on to the LBG community, then they expanded it to the LGBT, which expanded to LGBQ, which is expanded to LGBQ plus whatever other letter initial you want to put on it. And with every passing day, another perceived aggrieved group looked to add their initials to the never-ending acronym, which demands acceptance, celebration, encouragement, and accommodation. Guess where we have landed today? As anyone who paid the least bit of attention and employed the least bit of critical thinking warned about, the left now demands that we must accept MAPS, minor attracted persons. I don't care how religious or non-religious you are, this shit is coming directly from the devil or the dark side or whatever side you consider the opposite of good and moral. We live in dark times. The leadership of governments around the world and global organizations are led by radical atheists and Marxists, basically people who hate the idea of a god of the universe. Nothing else explains the push for policies that encourage killing babies in the womb, and for those who do survive the womb, these evil assholes work tirelessly to groom and confuse the womb-surviving children about their gender. And when the child expresses an interest in this bizarre concept, they advocate feeding them puberty blockers and mutilating them while they are minors without the consent of their parents. As if on cue, a group affiliated with the United Nations issued a report calling for the decriminalization of child sex abuse. Here's how one publication described it, quote, A shocking report issued by international legal experts with the backing of the United Nations appears to open the floodgates to normalize the sexual abuse of minors. Sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual, in fact, if not in law. The Geneva-based International Commissions of Jurists wrote with an assist from the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights. What a joke. Human rights. Right, right. What about the human rights of the minor? Here's what I wrote on Facebook. UN issues report pushing for normalization and decriminalization of pedophilia. Game on for the godless leftists who for some reason have positions of power in this world. Ignorance is no longer a bliss. In this case, it could be detrimental to your children or grandchildren. Wake up. While we're on the topic of deviant or unnatural or immoral behavior, whatever you want to call it, it ain't normal. It ain't natural. And don't give me this shit about, who the hell are you to dictate what is normal or natural? 
I'm not dictating anything. I am perfectly willing to allow 10,000 years or 5,000 years of homo sapien history, the Bible and common sense stand as my defense witnesses. With that said, those who claim to be transgender are mentally ill. If your head just exploded, try to stick with me. Hear me out. Have you ever watched any of the libs of TikTok videos? Be honest. What goes through your mind as you watch these folks talk about their lifestyle or the teachers who indoctrinate the children they are charged to teach reading, writing, and arithmetic to? Are you aware that several of the recent perpetrators of mass shootings in America have been transgendered individuals? I mean, what the hell is that? Transgendered individuals are a small percentage of the population, and they are now committing a large majority of the mass shootings? Something ain't right. Do you argue that this is not a mental illness? If so, consider this. If your friend had anorexia, would you encourage that behavior? Would you encourage her or him to continue gorging and vomiting up their meals? Would you work tirelessly to accommodate them, make it easier to perform the gorge-vomit routine while their body whittled away to nothing? Would you groom other people to follow their lead? This is a ridiculous conversation. The fact that we are having it demonstrates the depths to which the left and the Marxists who currently hold positions of power, whose ultimate goal is to destroy America, destroy our freedoms and liberties, are willing to go to achieve their goals. It's all so stupid. It's all ridiculous and should be rejected out of hand while at the same time demonstrating compassion for the people who suffer from this social contagion. This is where we are in America today. Hell, Kansas became the first state to pass a law defining gender as a person's sex at birth. We have to define gender now, 5,000 years of human history, and we have to define gender into law? Under the law, this Kansas law states that a female is defined as, quote, an individual whose biological reproductive system is developed to produce ova, end quote. A male is defined as, quote, an individual whose biological reproductive system is developed to fertilize the ova of a female, end quote. It also defines gender words calling for women and girl to be used to refer to human females and men and boy to refer to human males. It defines mother as a person of the female sex and father as a person of the male sex. Continuing the theme, seven more states joined the seven that had previously banned so-called gender-affirming care for children under the age of 18, banning harmful procedures for minors, which typically means banning chemical procedures such as puberty blockers and hormone therapy, as well as so-called gender reassignment surgeries. Speaking of transgenderism, mental illness, and so-called gender-affirming care, trans radicals attacked swimming champion Riley Gaines. She's the woman who lost the NCAA championship to the dude from the University of Pennsylvania, Leah Thompson, formerly William Thompson. See, come to find out, Gaines is a self-professed pro-trans, pro-woke advocate, but after getting her ass kicked by a person with a penis who proclaimed to be a woman, which then qualified him to compete against women, she felt compelled to speak up. Well, she chose poorly for her speaking tour because she went into the heart of the beast, California specifically San Francisco. More specifically, San Francisco State University, where she spent a harrowing night barricaded in a safe room after radical transgender activists swarmed her when she attempted to speak out and advocate for the rights of female athletes. She was physically assaulted twice by a man. The video went viral. Let's be honest. 
There's only a handful of places on the planet where it is acceptable to beat a woman. One would be in the Taliban-controlled Afghanistan. Another is in America in a blue city, but only if the assailant is a person with a penis wearing a dress. It is largely futile to attempt to debate the radical left and the Marxists, who currently control the levers of power in this country. They are not compelled to verbally defend their positions because their positions are indefensible. Their only hope is to shout down the opposition and or beat the hell out of them. Gaines summed this whole mess up nicely when she said, quote, I've never seen a movement like this. It's violent. It's vengeful. It's hateful. Here's a collection of COVID-related headlines from the month of April that you won't read or hear about in the Alphabet Soup conspiracy media outlets and are often still censored on your favorite social media sites like Facebook. Daily Clout War Room, Report 69, Bombshell, Pfizer and FDA knew in early 2021 that Pfizer mRNA COVID vaccine caused dire fetal and infant risks, including death. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky finally admits vaccinated individuals can spread COVID virus. German health ministers admits COVID jabs can cause permanent disabilities, contradicting past statements. Risk of cardiac death tripled for young women following AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. Surprise, the COVID vaccines were never tested for safety. COVID deaths up 39% after vaccine rolled out in Ontario, Canada. Medicare records clearly show the vaccines are killing people. If you are interested in the work that Daily Clout War Room has done on the Pfizer documents, the ones Pfizer told a court they needed 75 years to produce, check out episode 238. The Biden economy remains in shambles, but the administration and the alphabet soup conspiracy media keeps telling us that the sky is orange, and many useful idiots continue to support economy-killing policies pushed by the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party. Here's a collection of economic-related headlines from the month of April. Online grocery prices up 10% in March, as inflation continues to bite. Small business bankruptcies surpass COVID-era highs. U.S. economy grinds to a halt as loan demand, sales, crater, and aftermath of bank crisis. Disney announces it would dismiss 7,000 workers. Facebook slashes another 10,000 jobs. McDonald's is temporarily shutting down U.S. corporate headquarters to announce major cuts and layoffs. Chrysler cutting 3,500 union auto jobs. 60% of U.S. adults living paycheck to paycheck. U.S. GDP rose 1.1% in the first quarter as signs build that the economy is slowing. Home foreclosures and missed credit card payments surge as consumers buckle. Philly Fed business survey unexpectedly slumps to worse since Lehman. U.S. leading economic indicators tumble for 12th straight month. U.S. pending home sales plunged in March as rates rebounded. U.S. existing home sales have resumed slide in March. Home prices dropped most in a decade. Nations around the world continue to accelerate their dumping of the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency. Five additional countries have formally requested to join BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Korea. They want to do that in order to join together and challenge Europe and the U.S. The latest potential entrants to BRICS include Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Algeria, Egypt, Bahrain, and Iran. That makes a total of 19 nations looking to dump the dollar and go in another direction. They are dumping the dollar because we printed a shit ton of them over the last four years, both Trump and Biden and Jerome Powell, with not a word from Congress. That's why prices are so high in America. 
$4 trillion added to the money supply equals more dollars chasing the same or less number of goods, and you get 40-year high inflation. If you want to understand a little bit more about the reserve currency status of the dollar in the world and how our politicians have been screwing us for decades, check out episode 191, The Truth About the Petrodollar. And for a little more historical perspective, check out episode 162, The Truth About Nixon's Closure of the Gold Window. The bottom line is we've been printing dollars for decades, in other words, devaluing the dollar, and the world is calling our bluff. If you are interested in this, search for a graph of the M3 money supply. Look at what our politicians have done to us. Anyways, back to the bottom line. When everyone else rejects the US dollar around the world, guess where those dollars end up? No one else wants them, so where do they go? The United States, which means you thought shit was expensive now, you ain't seen nothing yet. All the money printing that our willfully negligent criminal so-called leaders have done over the last 110 years is coming home to roost. Another month, another conspiracy theory debunked. Remember the 51 former intelligence officials who signed a letter stating that the Hunter Biden laptop had all the hallmarks of Russia disinformation? Remember how Biden even used that letter during one of his debates with Trump? Oh yeah, turns out that was all bullshit. Every one of those signatories are liars. We saw the laptop. Copies of the hard drive are all over the internet, and they still signed that letter. Remember who the signatories were? Five former CIA directors and other high-level intelligence officials. You want the definition of the deep state? That's it. They would do anything to crush Trump and anything to help a Democrat. And finally, in the month of April, we found out from an HHS whistleblower, that's Health and Human Services, another unconstitutional federal agency, she told Congress that the Biden administration is the middleman in a multi-billion dollar migrant child trafficking operation. What the heck? The doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party endorses and supports human trafficking, specifically child trafficking. How can I or she make such an outlandish claim? Well, see, the Dems sued to remove the DNA requirement to reunite children at the border with family members instead of cartel members and other human debris who wander off the streets to claim these kids in cages. Remember that fiasco? See, Obama set up these areas where he segregated the children from the adults in these migrant camps. Seems like a smart move. Trump takes over, and all of a sudden, we start hearing about kids in cages at the border. Trump is a terrible person. He hates immigrant children. Well, under the watchful eye of the Biden administration, which is clearly comprised of people with no human compassion, only a desire to acquire power and wealth at the expense of others, we have seen tens of thousands of children sucked into this dangerous, dark, and immoral world of human trafficking. As far as I'm concerned, this is par for the course for the National Democrats. They do not care about human life as they prefer to snuff it out in the womb. They could care less about U.S. citizens who live in and around the border who are dealing with unprecedented levels of illegal immigration. They couldn't give two shits about citizens in cities run by their party for the last hundred years like Oakland, Detroit, Baltimore, Chicago, and St. Louis who suffer from daily violence and crime not seen in sane municipalities. By the way, I produced an entire episode on the whole kids in cages at the border lie, check out episode 51 if you're interested. And that's the truth about April 2023.
Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share relevant episodes with your friends.